some think we're funny Most people don't know we're too old for this podcast Hello everyone, welcome to We're Too Old for This Podcast This is my buddy Abby Barrett This is my buddy Brendan Boogie And here is the concept of the podcast Two best buddies, that's Abby and myself, watch buddy movies And then we determine how the movie friendship holds up to our own this week, we are looking at the 1989 movie Tango and Cash, starring Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell. This is exciting, isn't it? It's really exciting. I didn't think we'd ever get to Tango and Cash, but but we're get we're getting to it. You know, we're getting right to we're getting right to the good stuff. It was like climbing Mount Everest. It was like, are we going to get there? <laughs> How are we going to get there? But we but we we went we right it. to it. Looks we made like it indeed. We made it. <laughs> We don't have the rights oh. to that song, so you, we're, we're just going to have to... Cut that part out. Cut that part out. Okay. Or if you come up with clever lyrics, um, then we can say it's a parody law. And Seems we'll like we did it. That is very clever and very... No, uh, still not working. Yeah, that's quite, quite the parody nice. there. Weird Abby. <laughs> so before we start, uh, why don't we sort of tell people who we are? Okay. I thought it'd be fun if we tell each tell people who each other are, so we don't introduce ourselves, but we introduce each other. Wouldn't that be fun? Since we're such good friends, that would be great. Because we are great friends. We're such good friends. <laughs> I just like hanging out with you. <laughs> Do you want to start? Uh, Do you want? Sure, I'll okay. start. So, uh, so Abby Barrett is a musician, um, gad about town. Um, compulsive knitter, I think it's fair to say, and uh, registered sex offender. Yes. I think those are like the main... And just so people know, I am registered at Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> that is where, they, that is that where is most sex where offenders sex are offenders registered. Where sex offenders get registered, yeah. <laughs> um, so what about me? Well, you are also a gad about town. Is that I the am. word, gad? Um, gad, yeah. Brennan Boogie is a filmmaker, a writer... A comedian and a uh, musician as well. Yes. Uh, in the pop rock oeuvre. <laughs> Am I in an oeuvre? I don't know. I just like saying that sh- word. What? Uh, yeah. Brendan is, um, yeah, he is a filmmaker and he makes films that are almost as good as Tango and Cash. Not well, that, quite, but... Well, that's funny because Tango and Cash, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but um, it was nominated for some awards. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. So it was actually in the 1990 version of the Razzies Award, that which is sense. given every year for the worst movie. Tango and Cash was nominated for Worst Screenplay. Sure. Um, Sylvester Stallone was nominated for Worst Actor. Well deserved. And Kurt Russell was nominated for Worst Supporting Actress because he was in drag in the movie. I think that was a little clever. Oh, right. I forgot about that part. There's yeah, a lot about right, this so. movie that I forgot immediately after watching it. <laughs> and I had never seen it before. So you'd think those memories would be fresh, but nope. Well, I'm 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 looking forward to hearing your recap of, of since you forgot about it. I'm willing to I'm I can't wait to hear your recap of you know take people through the movie if you haven't seen it and it, it was made all the way back in 1989. Why don't you take us through the movie? Yeah, so um, basically this is a story about two frenemies, uh, Tango and Cash. Those are their last names, um, and they are L.A. cops who are framed by this guy who lives in a maze and makes rats kiss each other. And mm-hmm. uh, Cash is a cop. 
Um, he's like a cop, but also maybe like a valued customer at men's warehouse. And we first meet him when he's arresting this guy who's is very strange looking dude face with like a, looks like an open face sandwich. His face looks like an open face sandwich. A little bit. So this is when we first meet, uh, for when we first meet Tango, actually. No, uh, Cash. Cash. Well, no, Cash is, uh, Isn't Cash is the Kurt guy? Russell. Oh, I thought Cash was the one with Cash. He was a stockbroker slash suit wearing guy. No, Sylvester Stallone plays Ray Tango. I'm going to agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have all the information. You really did not do, pay a lot of attention. I just, I just would make more sense that Cash with the guy wearing the expensive suit would be Cash. Well, maybe they uh, they did oh, that on purpose with I, his kind I of stand subvert corrected. expectations. <laughs> you are correct, sir. All right, so let's 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 hear uh, Tango. Um, we're we're gonna meet Ray Tango. It, 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 so he is he's about to bust some bad guys. Glad you could drop in. You like jewelry? Oh, fuck you! I prefer blinds. So. Already with the quips, right away we've got uh, Tango. He's in a he's in an expensive Ar- Armani suit, mm-hmm. and he uh, stands there in the middle of the highway with his gun shooting at a Mack truck coming at him. Well, and you also know that he's super smart because he's wearing glasses. Right, Sylvester Stallone is wearing glasses, mm-hmm. so he is the smart one, yep. and he's he's playing against type yep. because normally Stallone, uh, back in the '80s anyway, was not known for playing the most intellectual of characters. So they said, "Let's put some glasses and a, and a sharp suit on on Stallone, and he'll be sort of the he'll be the the, the, the bookish stockbroker uh, cop." Mm-hmm. And he does a fantastic job. I agree. No, it's one of my, it's one of his finest performances. Yeah. I don't know why he was nominated for worst actor in the Razzies. Although he did, he did lose that uh, to William Shatner in Star Trek Five. But he did. That was in 1990. They gave out a decade, the worst actor of the decade award, mm-hmm. and they gave it to Sylvester Stallone. He won worst actor of the decade. Wow. In the 80s. That's gotta hurt a little bit. I would be impressed. I mean, because if you talk about the 80s, that is a, a prime time yeah. for, for bad acting. I mean. That's true. I, I think he should be proud. He did all right. I'm, I'm proud of him. <laughs> and he appreciates that. So synopsis continues um, because then we have to meet uh, Tango, who is. No. No, no you're God wrong. Damn. You, Why are they so good? how you're mixing them up. Because Kurt Russell looks like he likes to tango. So you, he, he you looks went, like he'd be a dancer. He's got like a Patrick Swayze vibe. So you went, you're getting them mixed up because the one you assume that I, I'm basing it on how they act and <laughs> on how he presumably might dance. Yeah, well, he's got like a, he's got a dancer's body. I just, I just, I'm, I'm amazed that like literally your job was to recap the movie. <laughs> And the first thing you do is you're mixing up Tango and which one is Tango and which one is Cat. I mean, does anybody really know? That's, yes, they do. They one's do named Tango, one's one's named Cat. <laughs> but let's take a look at, uh, so, so how would you describe Cash in, in comparison to, to Tango? He is supposed to be the like rough and tumble, seat of his pants kind of guy who is a little bit crazy. Um, he's got long hair he wears jeans and sort of leather jacket and that's his whole backstory is his what he's wearing because we don't learn anything else about him 
Right. So let's take a look at uh, this is when we first uh, this is one of the first early fight scenes where we meet Cash. Ah! 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 Karate guys. One of the things about this movie right away that I think we may notice is how much, you know, a lot the 80s, they were known for a lot of wisecracking. Like everybody was always doing wisecracking and one-liners. But I don't think there's a single second of Tango and Cash that does not have some snappy one-liner in the middle of a fight, in the middle of everything. They are just throwing out those jokes. Yeah, and a lot of them I feel like are not really sensical, their quips. Like, there's a lot of non sequiturs. Right. Which is you, probably why they, they got a Razzie for writing. Right. But I, I imagine it's one of those situations where the, the writer, and I'm a writer myself, that the poor writer was like, hey, there, he probably wrote a, a, a movie about two cops. Or she. Was probably, or, uh, no, it, no was, it was not. Okay. No, it was, uh, it was Randy Feldman. Yeah. I guess Randy is, Randy is a uh, gender fluid name but i believe randy feldman is, is uh identifies as a man that okay. is what i believe okay. in my in my research the, I, i'm i'm guessing the situation was that that he had his original screenplay and i said hey put more one-liners in there put even more in put even more in because it's w- without fail with every didn't matter what kind of danger they were in they were yucking it up they were yeah i think which i enjoyed i i think i would have enjoyed it if it were more sensical at least with You're lethal li- weapon they the quips kind of made sense. So compared to so so this so Lethal Weapon is kind of Hamlet compared to yes compared to Tango and Cash in terms of the the quips it, and and, and ha- Hamlet was known for its quips. Yes, yeah, it was. Shakespeare was all about that. So then uh, this this guy who lives in a maze with the rats um, figures out a way to frame them, and they are like sent to this warehouse. They don't know that they're about to meet each other, um, but they're both about to get framed big time. So 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 Jack Palance who plays the uh the villain mm-hmm. was or is it Jack Palance? I don't know. I think it's Jack Palance. But for a while, I've heard some people say Jack Palance. Abby Barrett, your do you have a song about whether it is uh Jack Palance or Jack Palance? Um I think it's uh I, d- I don't wait. I do have a song, but hold on. All right. I got to get my I guitar. I will. I wait. I will wait. It's funny that you it, it's funny that I knew you wrote this song, which is why I was sort of yeah, throwing knew. it to you. Yeah. You say palance and I say palance, and you say pants and I say no thanks. That's the whole song. It's not a very good song. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I think you. I think it's not good. It's great. <laughs> yes, and. So Jack uh, Palance sends them to this warehouse to, and it's, it turns out it's a setup. But this is the moment when Tango meets Cash. You know me? Yeah, I hear you're the second best cop in LA. That's funny. I hear the same thing about you. Now, as far as good lines go, that's pretty top notch. Yeah. No. You don't like it? I mean, it's probably the best line of the movie, hands what down. If, what if when you and I met, you know, back back on the Boston music scene in the late 1970s, when we met, you, we, we got in each other's face, and I said, hey, hey, Abby. Hey. I heard, you're, I heard you're the second best singer in Boston. Funny, I heard the same thing about you. Oh, that would, everyone around us wouldn't go, oh. Except there would be nobody around us. 
because nobody ever came to our shows. <laughs> Why are you going to bring reality into it and bring the whole thing down? I'm sorry. We're talking about a heightened fantasy in Tango and Cash, which is what it's all about. I think Tango and Cash is more realistic than having people at our shows. <laughs> and what happens after they're set up? Well, they're set up and then they're sent to prison. And it's this prison that they were not expecting because it's a prison. Um, but everything's on fire in this prison, which is impressive. Yes, it was amazing. They yeah. walk into prison and literally everything's on fire. Yep. And it's it's basically a full-on riot happening the entire time they are in prison. Forget to bring the marshmallows. I don't think rehabilitation's worked in here, do you? Oh, they're just misunderstood, really. Hey, punk. When I get out of here, I'm going to tell you a new ass. You know Captain Dynaball here? Yes! Yes! I love Jun Conan the Barbarian! If you need me, me and my ass will be in the neighborhood. You fucking pig! It's over for you! I think you're gonna be very popular here. Funny, I don't see your fan club either. So once again, they are in probably the most dangerous situation one can think of, and they are just nonplussed, and they are just shooting one-liners back and forth. Do you think you would be that calm in pri- if you were wrongly accused of something and put into prison? I think if I were put into prison, especially that prison, I would have shat myself the entire walk down. There would be <laughs> poop dribbling out of my pants. It's your classic shit and walk yeah, that means. happens that mm-hmm. happens during <laughs> prison. So you are you able to wisecrack while you're shitting and walking? Because you're a triple threat from what I heard about you. You can shit, <laughs> you can walk. <laughs> You can wisecrack. That's what that's what you're known for in the scene is your triple threat. Yeah, I think I could probably wisecrack. Maybe it would be, you know, poop related, but yeah, those those quips would be those would be blue jokes, as they say in the biz, of which it it would be a lot to ask for you to be walking, shitting, and wisecracking non shit material. Yeah. Like that would be a lot to because everyone would be like distracted by the shitting, so I think when you're shitting yourself, you have to kind of, you have to kind of point it out. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make fun of it to to really own it. To really own yeah. it. Do you have a song? No, I do not. <laughs> you don't. You didn't write a song about shitting and walking. Oh God, I wish I. Well, let's see. I mean, you gotta dig deep in the catalog. <laughs> That's pun intended. I don't get the pun there. What, what is the, what is the I don't pun? Know, dig deep, like that, what? Is that not, isn't that like a poop thing? <laughs> no. What do you dig deep for poop? Poop just comes out. Well, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, do I have a song about shitting my pants? No, I don't, Brendan Boogie. Okay. Do you? Right. We can move on. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I just I just asked. I didn't. You don't. You don't have to. So, but maybe we should get off the pants shitting and onto the the next. Uh, so, what happens next to Tango and Cash? Uh, I mean, honestly, after that, it becomes a weird sci-fi movie. They meet a guy, or maybe, or maybe Tango or Cash. I'm not sure which one because I still don't know which is which. It has a friend who builds sci-fi cars that are bulletproof. Right. Um, well, they have to escape the prison. Well, they first. escape the prison. Sure. Yeah. And. I don't know. I don't know what else happens. There was Sheila. I mean, Terry Hatcher was there. and She was like Sheila E. She helps them somehow. Right. I really right. don't remember so, this movie. 
When did you watch it? I watched it a week ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was really confusing. <laughs> it was so, Abby the was quite confused by complex. Tango and Cash. There's so many twists and turns. Right. From what from, from what I remember is they, they break out of prison. Yes. And then they have they're gonna try to track down who it was that framed them. And they go and call on some favors and uh, Cash knows a guy who sort of builds these weapons and he builds this sort of monster truck. Monster trucks were quite big in the 80s. Have you ever been to a monster truck rally? No, I've been to a demolition derby, but not a monster truck rally. I have been to a demolition der- derby, and I found it terrifying. <laughs> like, I actually, I was I was with my partner. We were in the front row because she she comes from white trash stock. <laughs> so she she has certain white trash streak in her. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, we'll we'll go to the, the, the demolition derby. I said, great. In the front row, I, I got filled with so much anxiety because basically you're watching car accidents. Yeah, but they're so like, they're like in slow motion, and it's like somebody's shitty Honda Civic. I, I, made, I, made, I made her leave. I, I, I was like, nope, I'm not putting up with this. It filled me with agita. Did you perhaps shit down your pants as if you were in prison? I was shitting and I was not able to quip. Oh, I, am, I, am, I am not the triple threat that you are. Yeah. I'm, what they, I'm, I'm what they call in the business a zero threat. <laughs> or a single threat. <laughs> I am no threat to anyone to do anything. So they tracked down... Jack Palance, but first they they track down his sort of hitman, right? The, and uh, oh, right, they, the British they, guy, right? This British guy the that they quote, capture, British guy. yeah, the quote unquote British mm-hmm. guy, and he they they play, you know, Tango tries or Cash tries to reason with him, but Tango puts a grenade in his mouth and says he's going to blow it up. You know, Potato Head, you just fell for the oldest routine in the book: bad cop, worst cop. <laughs> <laughs> Did you sleep with my sister? Oh, I don't believe you. <laughs> Did you bump uglies with my sister? Bump uglies. <laughs> Did you? I was so drunk. I honestly, I don't remember. Okay, come on, worst cop or late. It's the classic bad cop, worst cop. Mm-hmm. But that was a moment, and maybe we'll get into this later when we explore the the friendship of, of Tango and Cash. But that that a real moment of of tension is when Tango's sister, who is played by Terry Hatcher, who is a I can't tell if she's an exotic dancer or there was a dance sequence that had the highest production value yeah. of anything I've ever seen. Like they had live motorcycles on stage and, and everything like this. And I'm not sure what kind of show it was, but uh, Cash sort of has a has a thing for, for Tango's sister. I mean, it's Terry Hatcher. We all have a thing for... Back in the day? Oh, yeah. You, back in the day or now? Both. She's a very not- attractive and lovely woman. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I just. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen her in anything except for this and the Superman one, Lois and Clark. She was Lois Lane, and she was on Seinfeld too. Oh right, she was on that episode of Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, she was. She was right. But but I think she became famous for another show after what was it, Desperate Housewives yes. or something like that, which I have never seen. I've have never you seen? seen it. I, oh, you have not seen it. No. So, but but you have a. T- so you have a Terry Hatcher Jones, is what you're I saying. I have a Jones, but I I, I can admire her from afar. Mm-hmm. I mean, her work in Tango and Cash is Meryl Streep level acting. Right. And there is one moment during which um, Tango, or sorry, Cash goes to find, get help from her at the bar she works at or at the dance club she works at. And Cash, which is Kurt Russell in drag, is how he escapes. And, and it's just it's just hilarious. It's, yeah. It's a very 80s idea of drag, I think. In the 80s, you could put a man in drag, and that was a guaranteed laugh. Yeah. 
everyone was like, oh, a big muscular macho man like Kurt Russell is going to wear a dress. Mm. That's hilarious. Like a woman. That's embarrassing and hilarious. Um, And then, yeah, basically they fight the bad guy in this, you know, it's basically the demolition derby kind of maze thing. And uh, at the end, it's like they are kind of friends. They have respect for each other. Um, they develop a mutual yeah. respect. You sort of sense that they want there wants to be a sequel. That's la, funny because a lethal weapon, but yeah, just because actually, just recently, I read something with Sylvester Stallone who has reached out to Kurt Russell about doing a Tango and Cash sequel, and Kurt Russell seems less excited yeah, about it. He definitely seems like he's like the. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, that sounds like a great idea. Hey, listen, like, let's revisit this in like three to thirty years, and yeah, totally. But yeah, let's let's brainstorm right. on that soon. Right. Well, but you would have to. The, the problem is, is that you would have to write in how much surgery, how much like awful plastic surgery Sylvester Stallone has had, and and I always find that interesting. How you know these famous actors get mangled with plastic surgery. And then they're in a movie, and they don't explain why the character looks like that, you know? Yeah. I, always, I find it distracting. I mean, I think it would be kind of awkward, though, to be a plot point of... I guess, yeah, they could say, like, oh, somebody beat the shit out of him so much that he got plastic surgery, but... Well, the one time that it really worked was uh, Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because Mickey Rourke has had some really ridiculous plastic surgery, but he actually did have his face... Mangled, but like that character had to, would have gotten plastic surgery. I don't think they said it, but like it's obvious that that character would have gotten plastic surgery. So, so, so would Ray Tango get plastic surgery? I mean, he could afford it. That's true. He's good with the money. Yeah, he's got the money. And so, in the end, they kill Jack Palance and become friends. Did they? But well, that's what we're going to explore. Okay. But did they become as good friends? As Abby Barrett and Brendan Boogie. Dun, dun, dun. That's the question that we will answer right after this break. We were superheroes. Our power would be friendship. But we are not. So the jury is still out. Hey, buddy. This is the point in the show where we would hear from our sponsor. But here's the thing. We're a new show. We don't have any sponsors, do we, Abby? We don't? No sponsors, oh. which means no money for us. Wait, why am I here? <laughs> I don't know. You're usually in it for the cash. <laughs> what can the listener do to help us get sponsored? The ways are limitless. <laughs> right. Really, there's Whoa. there's probably only like three. Um, they, yeah. They could like and subscribe on iTunes. They could write a review on iTunes. They, they could, could rate us, review us. They could rate us. Wherever you're, wherever you're hearing your podcast mm-hmm. right now, like it, subscribe it, rate it, review it, whatever your little device lets you do. What are you going to do with all the sponsor money that we get from this? I am probably going to buy a carton of eggs. <laughs> wow. You, you've, always been a, you've always been a pretty big egg guy. I'm, I'm a pretty big egg guy, connoisseur of eggs. Go ahead, like, subscribe, rate, and review, and get Abby those eggs slash chickens. Do it. Buddy. All right, welcome back to We're Too Old for this podcast. We are talking about Tango and Cash, and my name is Abby Barrett, and I'm here with my friend... I'm Brendan Boogie. How are you, Abby Barrett? I'm doing all right. 
So this is a segment of the show where we explore not only the Tango and Cash friendship, but our own friendship. And we kind of really compare as to see how we measure up to that kind of buddy movie friendship. So maybe it would be helpful for the listener to hear how we met. Do you remember this? We were at that, um, it was like one of those five minute dating events where you like sit at a table. It, but it was, okay. it was at that prison that we were both in at the time. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, it was one of those prisons that had five-minute dating. Yeah, you were serving time for, um, I think it was aggravated assault. Well, to be, fair, to be fair, that llama had it coming. Yeah, well. A, the llama provoked, but of course, it always, ends up, it always ends up on the white guy, right? Well, yes, they are. You are <laughs> very, very oppressed. <laughs> we, are very, we are very oppressed in this country. Mm-hmm. I was so, in there so, for, um, you know, not returning my library books. Just, right. A felony, apparently. I had no idea. <laughs> it's true. Like... And and we had the and they, they do these five minute uh five minute buddy dating things and they say, Hey, do you wanna, you know, shiv this person? Yeah. Do you wanna shiv that person? And um, you know, we ended up we ended up hitting to shiv it each off. other. We we agreed to shiv each other and we still have the scars and we both live to tell the story. So Tango and Cash both ended up in prison. But so my first question is to you, Abby Barrett. Which one of us is the tango and which one of us is the cash? Who can say? Because who can really determine which one is tango and cash in the actual movie? As we've seen. Well, most people who watched it can tell which one is tango and which one is cash. Uh, I guess I'm going to say that the guy who I believe is, I'm going to say the Kurt Russell character who we're going to call cash. Cash. (laughs) Because that's his name. Even though it really should be tango. He's just because he looks like he's good at dancing. He looks like a dancer. Um, I think I'm probably more of a cash, mm-hmm. and you're probably more of a tango. You th- really? You think I'm? I'm I, do you think I dress well? Well, I do wear glasses. You do wear glasses, and you um, pretend to look smart with those glasses, just like tango. <laughs> right. And I've had massive work done. Massive. I've had, yeah. of, I've had a lot of work done. And you're jacked. I'm yeah. So yeah, okay. So I'll, I'll accept that explanation that what I am Tango think? and you are a cat. I will accept that. I think I think that uh, they're not particularly. Let's say they're not particularly deep characters, no. so it is difficult to really say who. But I think if one of us is going to be sort of the rebel one that's going to date date my sister, it'd probably be you. I would date you. So sister. speaking of which, that th- that is one of the things in this movie is dating a fan. You know, how does friendship survive? In interest in a family member, you know, dating a sister. Have you ever dated somebody's sibling? Have you ever dated a friend's sibling? Um, I've definitely hooked up with a friend's sibling. Dating would be too too much of a stretch. Um, because you you're incapable of. I'm of incapable human of love. connection. Because <laughs> I am a robot. <laughs> bleep, blah, bleep. Only capable of hookups. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I've, I've you know had a a fling a fling or two in my day. And how did it go over with the friend? I, they didn't really care. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because it can be a sticky wicket. Yeah, it can be. I think, I mean, you've had that experience. I have, yes. I dated a friend's sister, and we it, it was actual dating. We yeah. were in a relationship, and uh, there was also a little bit of an age gap, which is kind of my jam. <laughs> <laughs> sure is, listener. <laughs> Um, but I remember I had the experience of when I realized uh, that things were going on that I, I didn't ask permission because I, th- I think that was sort of 
that wasn't sort of cool. I, I think like she was her own person. She yes. has the right to date whoever she wanted to. But I did actually call up my friend and say, look, this is happening. Just wanted to let you know. It's good to check and in. Yeah, he was he was very graceful about it. I, I don't think he was like super excited about it, but he just sort of said, okay, that's fine. And then changed the subject and sort of, uh, it it was it he he was very he made it very easy for me which was nice that is nice yeah but it but it was a sticky situation it could have threatened the friendship because uh, that it, you know do, do you think it's possible for a friendship to survive that kind of thing I do I mean I think there's a lot of factors like is the sibling older or younger and in my case if the sibling was older but it was two brothers so. That sounds sordid. It's not. I dated you my... You hooked up with two brothers? <laughs> from another mother. Um, <laughs> no, they were from the same mother. She's a very lovely lady. Um, you hooked up with the mother, too? High five, Barry! <laughs> um, yeah, no, it can be tricky, but, you know, depending on the situation, every every case is different. Well, I looked up, you know, in case people want to know, I, I went to WikiHow which is uh, a website that tells you how to do anything. And I said, uh, how do you uh, date, ask out your, your best friend's sister? And uh, it had a bunch of suggestions. One of them was, um, you know, figure out your feelings for her. Since you don't want to compromise your friendship, you should start by figuring out how much you like her. Take some time to explore your feelings in a journal. Oh, wow. So the first thing you should do... And I think Tango and Cash, you know, Cash probably should have done this. And I think they maybe cut that was cutting room floor scene where yeah. Cash sat and 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 journaled how he felt about Terry Hatcher. I think if they had more time, he probably would have journaled. But as it were, like they were being pursued by Jack Palance, and there's not enough. For... There aren't enough journaling scenes in action movies yeah, these days really where, where people really journal about their feelings. Yeah, deep thoughts. So do you think if, if if I dated your sister, how do you think that would... would uh, do you think you and I would still be as close, or would that be weird for us? Um, I mean, it might be weird. It's, she's 11 years older and has three kids, all in college. It might be a weird fit. I told you I like the age difference. <laughs> um, I, I don't think that it would be weird if we talked about it. Mm-hmm. At length. Do you, think we, do you think we would hang out as much, or would it be sort of like something where... I think would. I would use it as an excuse not to hang out with you. <laughs> so in a way, you're hoping I date your sister for this entire time. <laughs> if I pursued your sister or brother, it would depend on the brother okay. because um, I I feel like I would have to, you know, it, it's sort of one of those things where I'm like, you know what, you you can somehow weirdly you can both do better. I don't I don't know what that means. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, I might. I don't think it would be a huge problem for me, except that um, I can. No, I think I would like it because I would. I would somewhat have someone I actually hang. If it gets serious, someone at family That's gatherings, true. I actually want to hang yeah. out with. Could no I offense, then? I love my family. Could I make fun of your extended family? Like, would that be okay if I were part of your family? And then you could I could murder make fun my of extended your, like, family. Okay. All right. <laughs> I like this. I mean, let's 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 wipe out this Jeanette gene pool while we can. I mean, we're not doing any doing any favors no. to the well, two to Irish the world. Catholics. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, we, what the world needs more of yeah, really. is of Irish Catholics. By the way, Abby, do you have a song called "What the World Needs More Of"? <laughs> what is Irish the Catholics? World needs now is life 
lots of Irish babies shooting up the Irish hole because there's way too many. No, <laughs> I couldn't what? even I couldn't even get the guitar fast enough to shoot that song out. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're, you're like you're like an Irish mother just shooting the songs Shoot out. out. No song control no for song you. No song control. Well, I, I use the rhythm method. method. <laughs> oh, man, I don't I don't hate that. No, I do not. I did not hate that. I'm not going to lie. Can I do it again where I say rhythm method instead of fucking it up? No, I no, think we right. should. I think we should let that one Damn live. We, we, we can't re- reproduce. We all know I don't the use magic. the rhythm method because I don't have rhythm. You clap on the one and the three. We are aware the only of that. time to clap. The other big piece of the Tango and Cash rivalry, or sorry, the Tango and Cash friendship is rivalry because it starts out as a rivalry where they don't necessarily hate each other. They, they're both, they're both, they both have the same goal, which is apparently rampant pr- police brutality. <laughs> that is sort of their thing they have in common. But, re- but when, when it comes to re- what do you think as far as friendships and how, how a friendship can handle a rivalry? Yeah, their rivalry is interesting because they're not they're not friends before they start the rivalry. Their friendship, their their uh, relationship begins in rivalry and then ends in friendship. Right. You know, which I do think a lot of friendships kind of it's a mutual respect society, um, and that even though they're begrudgingly like you know I thought I was the best cop blah 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 blah, they actually do respect each other and then it buds into a friendship. So I think healthy rivalry in friendships is okay if both parties are open and honest that there is a little bit of a competition. Right. And and with Tango and Cash, there is clearly a competition. They're in different parts of LA and one is the top cop in one part, one is the top cop in the other. And Mm -hmm. they're, they're each getting in, they're, they're each getting headlines in the newspaper. By the way, one of the funniest things of the movie is when there was a newspaper headline that read, Tango and Cash arrested for murder, exclamation point. Like every headline in the movie had an exclamation point. Also the fact that it would be front page news, like just any random cop story would be front page, you know, above the fold. Right. You know. Well, in 1989, it, it wasn't, be- maybe it wasn't as common for <laughs> cops to murder people. It was. Wow. That got a little dark. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like you and I have had any rivalries? Um, there was that pieing contest that time. Yeah, that I totally kicked your ass in. You destroyed me. Um, yeah, this I woman think we've can got put away the boysenberry. Oh yeah, <laughs> I paid for it the next day though. I think. What we, do you think our rivalry is based on? I like, think well, our, our rivalry. I think is, I agree. It's based on who can insult each other within the first five minutes of seeing each other. I think. Right. I think we have we have developed this rivalry of who is going to say the most awful thing to each other, preferably in public. Yes. Because because there are you know online or because the, there are a handful of people I won't say a lot but there are a handful of people who delight in seeing how far we will go to, to destroy each other and uh, so that rivalry yeah I think that rivalry started fairly early in our relationship yeah I think there's a there's a a few people who we know who are lovely very nice people who are always a little bit like. Hey, like you can't you can't talk to her like that, which I think is which I yeah. am, I both appreciate, and then I'm also like, it's cool, I got it. Yeah, that never happens to me. That yeah. only ha- like people don't ever say get protective of me. Mm-hmm. They all sometimes they get protective of you that I've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess one of the things I think about friendship and rivalry is that 
like a rivalry that's healthy between friends is only healthy if like the friendship is built on trust and whether you think your friend is trustworthy or not. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was actually looking at some quizzes online Mm -hmm. about whether your friendship is trustworthy. And I figured I'd throw them out to see how we fare. Let's do it. Okay. First question. Would you feel safe sleeping in the same room as your friend? Who is me? Abby Barrett. Sleeping in the same room. Mm-hmm. Um, I would feel safe as in I don't think you're going to actually kill me in my sleep. Like I believe there won't be murder. Sure. I think there would be shenanigans. <laughs> I wouldn't sleep in the same room with you if, say, I had an important job interview the next day. Really? Because there would probably be marker dicks and Shazam and lightning bolts all over my face. Yeah, okay. I, I, I feel I like that I would th- go that far. I might do the like, put your glass, I put your hand in a glass of warm water just to see if you'd piss put yourself. Put my hand in broken glass. <laughs> and see if you bled to death. I just want to see. That's like a rite of passage. Right. As a good, like teenagers, they want to see how much blood yeah. you have in your body. Yeah. All right. So, but I think there would be shenanigans. So, so I would trust you to a point. Okay. I mean, I think I would trust you to sleep in the same room as me. I snore like a buzzsaw. See, that's, so that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem because that's actually when I would murder you. And I wouldn't even feel bad about it. Snoring is so funny because like, if you ever want to have the experience of waking up and having people mad at you yes. <laughs> for something you did, you don't know what you did. It's, it's, you know, I remember a time when I had a, a you know, when I was younger and it was like, touring with my band and, and like sleeping in the same room Humble and, brag. Like, and you would wake up and you would like wake yeah touring in a band is really hard <laughs> um and you would wake up and i would hey good morning everybody I'd be like good morning like mad at me yeah. for like oh so glad somebody slept well last night because we fucking didn't as a non-snorer who has shared a bed with snorers there's something about snoring that seems and it's it's not fair to the snorer but like we just think you're so selfish <laughs> you are selfish for snoring wow yeah interesting yeah just so you know all right are you ready for question two let's do it um would you trust your friend with a secret hmm secret like nuclear code secret or a secret like i i actually did bone your sister secret <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that could be a fun secret between friends. Yeah, I I feel like I don't have any secrets from you. I I feel like you, there's nothing I would keep from you. Okay. Like, do you have secrets from me? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't really have any, like, deep secrets that I can think of. I'm not that deep. I'm not that interesting. (laughs) Like, I'm pretty boring. But I would not let you borrow my copy of The Secret. (laughs) Well, of course not. Because I don't want you manifesting weird shit. Because I don't don't think it is safe in your hands. You'd be like, oh, you know, that's... That's your own copy. If I've manifested a world full of pastrami sandwiches and, you know... Cats, there are now cats are bigger than people, and all all this weird stuff that would happen if you were going to get your your hands on my manifest book. The, um, that actually leads me to the pastrami leads me to the next question, which is multiple choice. This one, okay, so your friend has mustard on their chin from an all-you-can-eat salami festival. Do you, A, lick their face without telling them why? B, choose this time to tell them that you slept with their sister. (laughs) C, tell them about the stain and then hand them a napkin soaked in chloroform. 
or D, call 911. Multiple choice. Wow, okay. Um, so I think, you know, so you were at a, a, a salami festival, was it? Well, your friend is, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's rhetorical, but, or theoretical, but. No, I know. I know you do attend the salami I mean, festivals, if you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> She's the mayor of Salami Town. Actually, they're early. Um, I think I would. Uh, my choice would be the chloroform napkin because I think you would enjoy. You know, after after you have a full belly of salami, I think you would enjoy a nice rest. Okay. And I know, and I know at times you have trouble sleeping. I do. So I, th- I think chloroform would, I feel, I feel like that would help you. I was like, it'd give you a nice post, okay. post pastrami nap. That is a really good answer. I'm a great friend. Mm-hmm. Final question. Would you gossip about your friend? Second question of that. What would be the like juiciest gossip that you could think of that would make you just like have to gossip about your friend? Um, well, I mean, it's, you know, your friend being you, Yes. the, the toughest thing for me to keep, to keep under wraps and not gossip about you is that you are in fact famous hijacker DB Cooper. <laughs> like I didn't know, I, I know the pod, the podcast probably isn't the best place to, to, to tell you, but I just like, it's been very hard for me to keep that. So, so, um, so you're now telling my secrets, which was yes. question one. Right, exactly. And gossiping about it. All right. But, you know, you hijacked a plane and then jumped out of it. That's pretty badass. Would you gossip about me? Yeah, I don't know. I think I kind of secretly love gossip. I don't know that you have anything fun to gossip about. I'm pretty boring, but there was one time that you, I walked over. (laughs) We were at at this event, and I walked over, and you were talking to your band members, and you were clearly making fun of me. And I don't know what you were making fun of about, because you all stopped. And then you said, yeah, we were just making fun of you because, because, you know, you know how it goes. <laughs> Wait, did that really happen? Yes, that really happened. <laughs> yeah, I guess I feel like anything I made fun of you for to the band, I would just tell you. Right. I don't even think you told me what it was, but I was just like, oh, okay. But like, you couldn't even for a second, like, you were just like, I'm just going to own this right now. We, we, <laughs> we were just shit talking you and, and we're, we're going to stop now. Uh, think it was anything actually serious all right well that's the end of my quiz and next up is we got to determine who's better friends you and me or tango and cash and the The verdict verdict. it's coming up next it's time for bud plugs where abby and i plug our shit abby barrett has a brand new song out on rumbar records it's called i will let you know and it features greg hawks of the cars remember the cars that great band the cars well greg's playing on abby's new song you can check it out along with all of the other great music of abby barrett and her band at abbybarrett.bandcamp.com I don't have any new songs, but if you want to check out my old shit, you can go to brendanboogie.bandcamp.com or brokengates.bandcamp.com. And that is it for this week's Bud Plugs. Thanks, buddy. Look at my bodacious buddy. Welcome back to We're Too Old for This Podcast with Abby Barrett and Brendan Boogie. It is verdict time. We are finally going to decide whether our friendship is better or worse than the friendship of Tango and Cash. I will let you go first. What do you think? 
I think that based on their friendship or their budding friendship was put under extreme duress. And I don't know that they could come out of that. They, they seem to like each other at the end and there's mutual respect, but I don't know that they're good friends. Oh, you're not sure what the good friendship is. Yeah, I think that, you know, only time will tell. Like, they've got to go out and get coffee and hang out, you know, when they're not getting electrocuted or fired upon. And, mm-hmm. and you know, now Tango, no, Cash is dating Tango's sister. Right. You know, it just it's moving too fast. It's moving too fast and it's under duress. We don't really know if they can have those sort of, you know, longer bonds so i'm gonna say our friendship is better okay so you say our friendship is better than tango and cash yes i'm gonna go ahead and disagree with you you fucking asshole because i think at the end of the day you've got tango you've got cash two good cops or at least two effective cops Mm -hmm. when they join forces they can do amazing things together when you and I join forces, mm-hmm. we talk about shitting ourselves <laughs> and basically just insult each other and have done nothing productive in our entire relationship. Their relatively short relationship, they escape from prison, they solve crimes, they drive a monster truck. You and I have never driven a monster no, truck. that's true. You don't you even never, like de- a demolition derby. I don't even like yeah. demolition derby. I think in their short friendship... Just because of the the pure productivity of it and how well they work together, their friendship is better than ours. That is my final say. On I that. don't believe. I mean, do you, if you and I got framed for cocaine possession and selling, and then were sent to prison, I think we could get out of it. You think I could get out of prison? <laughs> I think I could help you get out of prison. You would help me get out of prison. Yeah. I think you are either. I'm a triple threat, remember? <laughs> yeah, I'd be shitting my pants, but I'd be making jokes the whole time. <laughs> right. Right. I like, if I were to go to prison, I would just walk over and say, hand me around like a glove, fellas. Everybody gets a turn because I am, I am not fighting. I am not fighting this. I would fight for you. I'm a quitter. I, I'm a nature quitter. Yeah. But right. tangoing cash together. You know, so we have a split decision. This, this is, this is, yeah, this, this is, is uh, this is sometimes how it goes. What happens now? Well, I mean, nothing. Oh, <laughs> nothing <happens>. okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I wasn't clear about the rules. All right, right, cool. Well, we have a split decision, but I think it really begs the question about prison. What if you and I were in prison together? What if we were Tango and Cash? Baron and Boogie reenact a scene from a motion picture, but change the words a little bit. that a fire over there and we forgot to bring the marshmallows i don't think rehabilitation is working for you oh they're just misunderstood really abby i hate to belabor this point but there's an actual fire over there are they having a witch burning i'll call my mother-in-law i'm not gonna lie i'm really scared right now you sound like my father-in-law on his wedding night abby will you stop it with the snappy one-liners our lives are in serious danger danger is my middle name Actually, it's Margaret, but I'm not going to say our lives are in serious Margaret. I feel like you're not taking this seriously enough. You sound like my mother-in-law on her wedding night. No! No more one-liners. Enough with the mother-in-law jokes. This is serious. We've been framed for murder. We're in prison for the rest of our lives. Everyone here wants to kill us. 
I need you to say one serious, non-snappy thing, please. My father-in-law had a serious, non-snappy thing on his wedding night. Okay, that's it. You're on your own. Enjoy getting shivved. Shiv. That's a funny word. Sounds like something you'd get at a Jewish deli. Hey, could I get a side of shivs with my locks and gefilte fish? And I've been stabbed. They really stuck it to me. Unlike my mother-in-law on her wedding night. And I'm dead. Hey, buddies. If you like what you hear, please follow us at We're Too Old Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, Friendster. I think our GeoCities is probably still up and running. If you have an idea for a movie you'd like us to talk about, or if you're a sponsor that wants to offer us some of that sweet, sweet podcast money, email us at we'retooldpod at gmail.com or just look out the window because Abby and I are out there. We're watching you right now. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks, buddies. <laughs>